You are listening to the Manos Accelerator podcast in partnership with Google Launchpad. We interview rockstar entrepreneurs who share their exact formulas for success in customer acquisition, growth hacking, fundraising, or scaling a company. And I'm your host, Juan Felipe Campos. Manos Nation, there is no better way for you to support the production of this podcast than by giving us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. Let's help each other out. I will send you a list of 100 grants to fund your startup if you review the podcast on iTunes and then tag us on a social media post. Okay, it's very easy. So step one, support us by rating this podcast five stars on iTunes. Step two, tag Manos Accelerator on a social media post. And step three, I will send you a list of 100 grants for your startup. Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today we have a very special guest. I'm here with Timothy Nusbeck. Mr. Tim Nusbeck, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you here. So Tim has a lot of experience in building systems and consulting um, multi-million dollar companies. So Tim, if you can give us a little bit of background and then we'll jump into your superpower, which is building out processes and systems. Yeah, um, we we started, me and a couple of my other uh, brothers had started a roofing company about 13 years ago, and uh, we we grew that business, which was called Aspen Contracting, to over $100 million in business within four years. We didn't do any advertising, paid ad, it was straight to the, uh, you know, straight to the people and the foundation of that business, and even how the name is, you know, the name came up with, it wasn't from like Aspen, Colorado or anything, but the Aspen root system is the longest living organism known to man. So it survived wildfires, what killed off the dinosaurs, and that was the ideology of this business to build a root system so strong where it was never dependent on one person or anything. We, we could continue on and withstand anything through, through that was thrown at us through the systems that we created. So that was the, the mindset and the foundation of, of this business that was when we opened it. Yeah, and you certainly have learned a lot about systems that most of us, uh, like you know a lot of things that most of us don't know about systems. What is like at a high level how you think about systems, how they're important to a company? Yeah, so I look at it, it's the foundation of the, of the company, um, of everything you do. I always looked at it. if there was something I did, there need to be a foundation of that and it need to be documented in a process. And it could be a simple task of onboarding somebody or how payroll was processed or if we deposited a a check into the office or ran a credit card like what are the exact steps that happened happen after that so if somebody was sick or um, went on a paternity leave or any of those things somebody could step in and handle those things right away and I always look at it um, it's kind of like you look at your windshield wipers um, you have a little bit of rain that comes down you flip it on once you turn it off um, you think about it but once you have like a downpour come you flip that on for a couple minutes and before you know it those windshield wipers are just going and going and you don't ever have to think about it again. So sure. it's kind of like, a, I always look at it, it's like a, almost like a, people don't like systems because it's a tedious process, it seems like, because you really need to write it down, you need to review it, you need to simplify it, you need to implement it, and then you need to stick to it. And uh, I know a lot of entrepreneurs and, and business people, where it's, it's hard for us to uh, really get down and focus on those little things, but it can be so simple and it simplifies the entire business business model. Right. And I think for founders that come from a tech background, they understand systems as being something that is um, very tech heavy. So it's we, we're using Zapier, we're using if this, then that, we're using all of these um, like logic 
programming functionalities to make sure that if this happens, then that happens. But actually, what you're talking about is systems more for hiring, for onboarding, for bringing on like a VA or an intern or a new hire. Like we need uh, kind of recipes that are written on just like it could be as simple as a Google Doc where you explain step by step what unrolls, what needs to happen the moment that something gets triggered. So um, tell us a little bit about how a process looks like in your world and so that we can implement it as entrepreneurs. Um, I typically start with writing it out like you, I write it out on a piece of paper. So um, okay. whatever that may be, like if I'm hiring, say, a VA to come on, I, I start writing out those processes, handwritten, I kind of look at them, and then I take it straight to a Google Doc. And then I start you know, looking because when I build out a system, I want to merge two things because a lot of it has a human element to it because we're dealing with people at this point, onboarding people. So what what can I automate in the process to ease their onboarding and they know what to do? So then I can focus my time too on that personal human interaction when they come in instead of, you know, instantly when we bring people on, a lot of times we fall in this trap and this mindset of, you know, we got to get them to do this, this, and this. But even if it's just a VA or it's consulting or a contractor you're bringing on to help, just getting to know them and understanding them a little bit more as a person, you spend that upfront 10, 15 minutes can go a long way in that relationship and somebody really having, you know, buy into the into your business and you can tell them a little bit about your story and your business and what you're trying to do. Um, and that tends, you know, over, over time, um, even people who are indirectly associated with the business, they have more buy-in. They start to feel like they're, they're a part of it, even if it's only a very small part, which is a huge thing when developing a business. And I think a lot of times we have massive frustrations, and I catch myself doing this at times, of when we're not really clear with people on what we need and how it needs to be done, and them kind of understanding the whys behind the story too. Um, the relationship tends to doesn't, don't, it doesn't go the way we would intend it to. Right. And I'm sure you face a lot of objections where people say, oh, systems wouldn't work in my world because there's a lot of creativity here. Or, well, I don't want to, um, like, it sounds like an objection you've probably dealt with is people saying, well, I don't want this to ruin the human element. Like, the whole point of this company is for us to be shoulder to shoulder and develop the relationship. And your approach, it sounds like the systems create a baseline recipe for success in which you can jam on and riff on on top of that. Maybe things change so there's still a human element and actually it gives you the ability to spend more time on building a relationship together, building that team because you know that people are working in confidence knowing that as long as they do what is on the sheet of paper then there will be some level of guaranteed success at the end of it, right? They're reverse engineering a specific result. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I think it's real important that you know it's we automate as much manual tasks as possible, but we do keep that human element involved. And I always look at when I'm building out a system or processes is when that hits a manual level, because not everything can be automated, is that person knows exactly what to do to either continue on that process or that automation. And so it's simple and clear um, to them as well too. Before we continue with the episode, you should know about this. We recently partnered with Brex, the smart credit card for founders to finance and boost their startups. Everything about Brex is made for startup and e-commerce founders just like you. The card scales with you and gives you up to 20 times higher credit limits than any competing card. And for listeners of this podcast, benefit from our partnership and get $5,000 in AWS credits plus absolutely no card fees for life by activating your account through our partnership link. It's brex.com slash monos. 
Brex, B-R-E-X.com slash Manos, M-A-N-O-S, to get all of your fees waived for life and $5,000 in AWS credits. Now on to the episode. Okay, so let's say someone is, is listening to this and they're thinking, okay, I believe in processes. I'm actually using processes. We have a Trello board. We have an Asana board. Um, we're actually implementing them. Our biggest struggle and what I see entrepreneurs really deal with is I don't actually know, like I'm not an expert at this. And so I can't delegate like a marketing strategy to someone and create their plan on how they're going to be successful in doing this. So what happens when we are sold on building processes? Maybe we're even masters at it, but we don't really know how to create the recipe. And so it puts us in a position where now we have to hire a very senior person, but then we don't have the budget to hire a senior person. So then we only have the budget to hire a junior person, but I don't actually know what to delegate to them. Do you have a good source for finding that, I don't know, advisors or mentors? How do you actually create out processes for things you haven't done before? Um, I usually go through, one, I have mentors who will help me uh, bring it along, and then I just kind of through trial and error. And I really, you know, of recently, in the past probably year or two, I've really focused on start documenting exactly what I'm doing in the processes. And I learned this in, um, you know, building out, you know, an in-home sales process, which is different than the tech world, but this kind of gives a little insight to it, is we had massive success. We scaled to like the $60 million range, but the business started to get out of control because we didn't have like a sales process of dealing with our customer face-to-face. We were trying to recreate ourselves, but there wasn't a set system we were telling people. So we had to go through a real hard time of kind of re-engineering that process. Okay, what do I do when I step foot on that property? Like painstaking over and over and documenting it, like the exact steps we took, um, you know, in that process. So then we we stepped back and we said, okay, once we documented it and realized what we were doing because it came natural to us, we were then able to bring people on board and train them in the same manner. So I mean, our, our right. sales staff, like we went from doing sixty million with implementing that one small process. To doing a hundred million the next year without any more salespeople or advertising or anything, and that's really when it opened up my eyes. And it took bringing an outside consultant in to look at our process. And sometimes that's one of the best things is even if it's just a friend or somebody who's in a different field or the same field, just have them take a glance at what you're doing because we probably overcomplicate it. Like it's the biggest thing we look at processes. Like it has to be the super complex with logic and things behind it and. Uh, Somebody, you know, as simple as looking at it and going, well, this could be much, much simpler, even if they don't understand your, you know, you, they're not involved in your business or a different industry. Business is relative. So a lot of times they can help you simplify it. Right. Oh, actually, Tim, it, it cut out uh, right there. D- did you finish your sentence? Okay, cool. Uh, I'll, let me just start right here. Okay, perfect. That makes a lot of sense. So it's we're balancing both the mindset of, when you delegate it, it's like, I'm not telling you it's 100% the right thing to do. I'm just telling you it's what I've done and it's worked in the past. At least do that. So it's a little bit of that. And then also, because I've documented it, now I can actually put it in front of experts and ask them to audit my process. And I'm not bugging them like, hey, can I pick your brain for 10 minutes? Can I pick your brain for 15 minutes? Because a lot of times, if someone really is an expert at their, at their field, they're either going to A, charge you, or B, like, Man, if you don't know like what specifically you're asking me, like I also I'm not going to take the time to do it. But if you send me something that's like fully ready for me to audit, now I can actually help your process. The problem is most people don't have anything written down, so then it's very time consuming for someone to actually come in and audit your company. Yeah, absolutely. I would say like if you're looking for help, 
um, from from any outside source. Make it easy on them. Make it as easy as possible on them. Like you said, just take the time to write it out, and then they can look at it. It's amazing if, you know, I've learned this, of being able with social media, we can reach out and grab so many different people. Um, right. And if you make it as easy on them as possible, it, um, it, it, you'll, you'll start to see, you'll get, get a lot of feedback, which is great. Right. So a platform that I really like for this, in, in case someone's thinking like, I don't want a cold outreach, I'd rather just pay for a consultant or something like that. There's a great platform called Clarity.fm, which was actually founded by Dan Martell. And you can pay by the minute for experts to do exactly this sort of thing. They can jump into your company, look at a process, and help you figure out the best way to um, tweak it, you know, adjust it to make sure you're getting awesome results. So Clarity.fm is a good one. And then another tip that I would have on the I would love to hear your thoughts on this, Tim. Is basically there's three different um, departments in a, in a tech startup. There's making money, then there's like scaling your business, and then there's fulfillment, right? So as long as you have processes for each of those things, how do we acquire customers? What are our processes for building pitch decks for fundraising, right? How do we scale? And then what are our processes for fulfilling? As long as you have those three things documented, it's not like you have to document HR and like all of these, like a bigger company has 15 departments, 20 departments. You've got three in your tech startup. So as long as you can document those three things, now you can go to someone and say, hey, am I crazy or not? Because this is how we're acquiring customers. Can you audit this process? It actually becomes very simple. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's one of the greatest things is always getting an outside source. I like to look at, at your business and your processes because if it's not so simple where they can understand it, then how could possibly you bring somebody on and they can understand it as well too? That's that's kind of what my you know my thought process is on. If somebody can't look at it and go, I got it, then there's a flaw in the system because it, we just we just overcomplicate it because it's just how our minds right. work. <laughs> so yeah. Um- I, I always think about it like the the perfect system. This was taught to me by uh, Ross Johnson, one of my mentors. He says it's the, the perfect process is a recipe. If you want to find like a perfect perfect process, go to the store and buy an actual cookbook, and then see how they do it. And like you, if it's a bad cookbook, you'll have a lot of questions as you read the recipe because you're like, what do you mean heat it until it's ready? Like it has to have a specific. So the more specific that the recipe is, the more successful you can be in replicating the recipe that they created. Yeah, absolutely, and it, you know, a, a system or a process is never perfect, and it, it's always changing with your business and growth. But as you run through it more time, the more people you bring in are involved with it, it really starts to get defined and simpler. So um, that's another thing. People, I think, when we make systems, we look for it to be perfect when they're not intended to be at all. Um, right. It's really just to create habits. To where things like I go always back to that that windshield wiper analogy. After you do it a few times, it just happens, and you don't think about it again. And then it Excellent. really it really just becomes when you're blending, especially when you have that human element involved. It just becomes about maximizing efficiency. And two, people want you know I've, I've hired and trained thousands of employees over the years, and thousands of 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 uh, contractors is people want to be able to see the work that they did. Like that's a fulfilling part as much as the money money as well too. And if they're able to see it very clearly and kind of monitor the work that they're getting done, um, they, they'll be much happy and much more fulfilled um, with the work that they do for you. Right. Amazing. So Tim, can you rapid fire for us some resources if someone wants to learn more about this kind of content, like books or podcasts or tools that you like using? 
Um, one of my favorite ones for building out uh, systems is called Process Street. Um, for me, I'm like the tech challenge type. I come from the, the contracting world, but I relied heavily on technology um, as, as it helps it break it out into very, very simple form, like a drag and drop system. Um, that That's personally like kind of my go-to once I kind of get get my process written down, I take it to that Google Doc, and then I go to that process street, and you can start to build in logic but in for it, but even at its most basic level, and you, you can start to run that in there, and I think that that just kind of helps. So a lot of times, um, I just say, like, writing down is one of the most simple things because sometimes search for information can, can kill us, is write it down, look at it, put it into Google Doc, and then implement it and see where it's not working at, then I ask for help. Like, that's kind of my, my simple recipe. I love that. And you're saying process street? Yes, yeah. Process street, okay, yeah. got it. And is it, um, is it kind of like a swim lane setup, or is it a doc setup, is it a wiki setup? Is it uh, flowcharts? What, what does it actually look like? It's almost it's like almost like a task based system. It's drag and drop, like for the most basic user. Like if you were um, like a like a job form, almost how you can drag and drop in there, and you can create process and all that. You can automate emails, and then you can build in logic. Um, but for somebody that that needs something that's not looking to get like really complex with it, super easy, drag and drop. You can put you can just things, document it. Yeah, you can document. It. You can take it from that that yeah. Google that Google Doc and put it right in there. And then that's a lot of times I've dealt with a you know a lot of automation and and building out this this business. And you, you know people are doing tech startups is like I always was taught that a manual process leads to better automation like when you can manually do something and it's so right. because it has the simpler it is the easier it can be automated and then same thing with the task and like i get back to even when you start having that those human interactions come in or you need somebody to manually um do something in there that kind of all flows together and that's kind of my go-to for for software because i'm not like again i'm not the techie type um, but even still, I see people who, who are and they kind of get way off the reservation sometimes. And it's like, let's go back to some of the most simple, basic things and uh, implement them there. Okay, Manos Nation, do not forget my offer to help each other out. I'll send you a list of 100 grants to fund your startup. All you have to do is leave a five-star rating on iTunes and then tag Manos Accelerator on a social media post. Again, leave a five-star review on iTunes and then tag Manos Accelerator on social media to receive a list of 100 grants to help you fund your startup. See you on the next one. There you have it, Manos Nation. Timothy has helped multi-million dollar companies implement the strategies that he's teaching us on this podcast. If you want to speed up the ability for you to onboard new talent, for you to audit your, your content and the way that you're doing things, for you to get an outsider's perspective and how you're doing things, you have to be using processes. It can be as simple as writing it down on a napkin, on a Google Doc, whatever it is, as long as you're writing it down and you're doing it manually, it's going to be much easier for you to then figure out how to automate it, figure out how to scale it. But you have to do it rough and dirty at the beginning, just make sure it's getting done and then getting fancy with it as we start to scale the team. Timothy, as you continue to grow and take your career forward, where is the best place for people to stay in touch with you and learn more about what you're doing? Um, my, my personal website is the best to find me. It's uh, timnusbeck.net, and then uh, on Facebook is usually the best place. So Excellent. Tim, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all of this with us. All right, thank you. 